You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. It's an interesting time at the moment to be flying, especially when you're in another country and another part of the world that is really very different to who you are. And it was interesting, like for a week or so, we were trying to figure out, well, you know, what's going on. And we were talking to people on the, on an, in another country that didn't even really understand what was going on with this particular airline. <clears throat> and the night before, we were actually staying with Blair and Althea in Gadabani. And um, John was on the phone for a very long time with this lady from this airline. And in the end, she said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. So I thought, well, how are we getting home? So we're supposed to leave Tbilisi the next day. And so in the end, we actually had to pay $4,500 to get home because we, um, there was no other way and nobody could help us. And that's an interesting thing. We're living in an interesting world right now. We felt powerless in that moment. And, you know, things have changed over the last few years, haven't they? Um, you know, the, once upon a time, customer service would have been a lot business, bit different to what it is now. And uh, we felt powerless in that situation. Nobody could help us. And we're living in a world right now where people are feeling powerless. Whether it's in your situation or whether it's, you know, what's going on, there's so much going on in the world that people are starting to feel powerless and fearful about their future. I want to look at a verse this morning um, where the, the Apostle Paul actually addresses this thing. He writes a letter to Timothy. Now, Paul is writing... From a, a, from a Roman prison, he's, he's about to be executed for his faith. He had no fear for Jesus whatsoever. It was quite, he's an incredible person. Now, he's writing to Timothy. He calls Timothy his son of the faith. And Timothy is in a situation where he's separated from Paul. Timothy's in Ephesus. He's pastoring the church in Ephesus. And there's a lot of chaos going around. You know, Ephesus at that time was a very wicked place. And Timothy was quite fearful. And so let's just have a look at what Paul says to Timothy in this letter, in his situation, and how Timothy was feeling. In 2 Timothy 1, 6-7, it says, I am writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid hands on you. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and a sound mind. Now this gift that Paul is talking about is the gift of the Holy Spirit that Timothy received when he asked Jesus into his life. That gift of the Holy Spirit comes into our lives when we say yes to Jesus. The spiritual gift of God has supernatural power to overcome what in the natural might seem impossible. So Paul is telling Timothy to stir up, to fan the flame of the gift of the Holy Spirit that is in him, to ignite the Holy Spirit in you, Timothy. You know, it's quite cold here in winter, isn't it, in Ipswich? It's a few degrees um, colder than it is in Brisbane. (coughs) But um, when we lived in Ipswich, we had a fireplace, and that fire would be roaring at night when we went to bed. You know, we'd have it chopped full of wood. But then by the morning, you know, we'd come out and the fire had gone out. But when you, when you open the door of the fireplace and lift the embers, they're still burning hot. We just needed to blow on the embers and get the fire going again. 
We read in Philippians 4 to 6, it says, Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. We can fan the flame of the Holy Spirit by praying. You know, I can get caught up in my own issues every day. I could get caught up in that, and I did, we did. You know, we lost our seats on a plane. That was a big deal, especially the night before we are about to leave. But we needed to pray. And sometimes we can get so caught up in the issues of whatever is going on in our lives. And that, you know, there's some big issues in this room right now. But we, we need to fan the flame. We need to go to God and pray. And, uh, and, you know, lift up those embers because they're, they're still hot. We just need to blow and, and ask the Holy Spirit to help us in our situation. First thing in the morning when you get up, commit your day to the Lord. Don't get out of bed until you, till you thank him, till you, till you acknowledge him so that the fire of the Holy Spirit is with you right from the outset of your day. We need to daily fan the flame of the Holy Spirit. And go to the source of that power. <coughs> we can get so busy, you know, with life that we forget to pray. That is our first, that is, that is our first uh, port of call is to yeah. pray and yeah. to fan the flame in our lives, is to pray. It's so easy and yet it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget when things happen in our lives and we try to deal with it. I was just telling um, the Petersons over there, we're building a house at the moment. And when we were overseas, you know, I was really excited because I knew that they were going to be doing the tiling. And so we, we got home late on the Thursday night and Friday we went to have a look at the house. Well, we got there and they'd put all the wrong tiles on my bathroom walls. So, okay. I'm a Christian here. Anyway, so I emailed the builder and then he emailed back. And so... and. Those emails, he wasn't going to do anything about it. And if any of you know me, I'm a little bit of a control freak. And so I had, on the email that I sent him before I went away, I had it in dot points where everything was to go, the, the make, the everything. So it couldn't have been mistaken. And it was, it was set out quite easy to read, so it wasn't all, you know, mis so anyway. Um, but he reckons he didn't read the email. Well, I know he read the email because he, he I followed the thread, don't worry, I gone through it. Anyway, um, that was on the Friday and um, I could see that there was going to be a battle here. So two bathrooms were messed up. Well, messed up in my eyes because I knew what I wanted. And in the end, it was my house. So um, I just, we got home, so we're at the coast, we drove back to Brisbane, emailing all the way backwards and forwards and we were getting nowhere. Anyway, we got home and I just went for a walk and I prayed. And, uh, you know, as soon as I prayed, um, the whole, that whole sense of however I was feeling was just taken out. I just felt God speak to me and he said, it's going to be okay. And, uh, and he said, you know, it's the weekend. This is what dropped into my heart. It's the weekend. He's got time to think. Anyway, I just emailed one more time and I said, I'll ring you on Monday. And he said, okay. Because he wasn't answering my calls either. It was a pretty... Anyway, um, he didn't want to speak to me because he knew I was right. <laughs> anyway, I, um, I thought, I'll just CC his, his partner in on all these emails, so I don't just have one person, I've got two people. Anyway, so 
This guy that I CC'd in spoke to the builder and over the weekend um, there was a change of heart. So when I rang on Monday, he was fine and we came to an agreement, which was really good. And so I just was reminded then that, you know, we can get so caught up and, you know, that's a silly thing. That's a, you know, it's a first world problem. You know, some of the stuff we see and hear, like some of the stuff I heard in Georgia of people who now have got, you know, they've got to go back to countries they don't have papers to stay in Georgia or the UK and now they've got to go back and face some terrible consequences of escaping their country. So that's a first, this is a first world problem. But, you know, there's high, there's high levels of anxiety and there's, a, you know, there's all sorts of situations we face. But we need to remember to pray because in those moments of prayer, we fan the flame and God speaks to us and helps us. And he, 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 helps, he helps bring peace into our hearts. And so we need to fan the flame of prayer every day. Don't get so busy. You know, there's all these things we've got to do, and so we immediately do them because we don't have time to pray. But you know what? We need to have time to pray because everything seems to fall into order when we pray, when we fan the flame of prayer. We read on where um, Paul is also telling Timothy in that verse in 2 Timothy, God has not given you the spirit of fear. What that says to me is that fear is a spirit. Not all fear is a spirit, but but fear can be a spirit. It's like we carry this spirit around with us. We go to bed at night and we can't sleep. It's like lugging this backpack, putting something on our back and we go to bed with it. It shouldn't be there. It's It's something that we carry. We carry it through the day. It's a spirit of fear. And, you know, it keeps us awake, we toss and turn, but we need to get rid of it. We need to take it off. It's a spirit of fear that just continues to, we continue to um, feed our minds with it. We read in Philippians 4, 7 to 8, it says, God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honourable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. And what that is saying to me is we need to be careful what we allow our minds to be fixed on. We live in a world, you know, I don't know about you, I'm about sick of hearing breaking news. Are you? I actually wrote a letter to one of them. I know. I wrote, I sent an email. I'm good with emails. I sent an email to one of the news programs and said, I can't watch your news anymore. It's like one hit after the other. I can't cope. It's like after I've watched it, I feel like I'm wrung out and just a mess. Anyway, some words to that description anyway. We need to be careful. You know, the breaking news is like, oh, no, what is next? There is a lot of stuff going on in this world. But when we fix our mind on that, we become powerless and we take on that spirit of fear. We just need to be very careful what we're fixing our minds on. I was talking to um, one of our missionaries this week and he was saying um, his daughter, who lives over here, she's, she's got onto some thing on social media, some crazy group of people that are conspiracy theorists. And what, is, what this has done is it actually split the family. And, and so this, this guy I was talking to, he said he's gone back to this link that she has 
watched and whatever, and he's seen the original link. And the stuff that his daughter has seen has been highly edited to fit with what these people are preaching. And so just all I want to say is be careful. Be careful what you what look at on Facebook or what people are sharing with you. And, and you know, compare it with the truth of what Jesus Christ is saying, what we fix our minds on. You know, in the floods in 2011, I remember um, I left my TV on and it was the same... It was the same shot over and over, and I just left it on all day. But what that, that gets into our spirits and causes fear, though the bad news stories. So the spirit of fear is like an intruder that robs us of who God has created us to be and who he has created and how he has created to live in the future he has for us. Be careful. Healthy fear you know, I have a fear of snakes, and I guess most people in the room does. Do, does. But the fact is, that's okay. I look before I cross the road because I do have a fear that I might get hit by a car if I don't. That's, you know, God has put that in us. That's a, that's a healthy fear. But that fear that we go to bed with and we think about, and it's, it's like a heavy thing that we carry, that is a spirit that is not from God, and it, and it makes us powerless. But what... That verse is saying in 2 Timothy that there is power, love, and a sound mind. That is what comes from God. Fear, the spirit of fear, does not come from God. And we need to recognise that. And thirdly, Paul is telling Timothy in this letter to carry the flame on to others. Paul is passing the baton to Timothy. Paul is about to die for his faith. No, Paul, is, Paul can no longer do a whole lot except encourage people with his letters. And so he's saying to Timothy, carry the flame. You need to take the baton. Paul is passing the baton. We read in 2 Timothy 4, 6-8, Paul is saying to Timothy, you take over. I'm about to die. My life and offering on God's altar. This is the only race worth running. I've run hard right to the finish. Believed all the way. All that's left now is the shouting, God's applause. God will applause Paul when he gets into heaven. Depend on it. He's an honest judge. He'll do right, not only by me, but everyone eager for his coming. We are eager for his coming. Jesus died and he rose again. He died for our sins and he rose again that we might have eternal life. So he's telling Timothy to take the baton. You know, I talk about fanning the flame. I think of the Olympic torch. We are running with the Olympic torch to fan the flame so people can know Jesus. And you know what? Some of us are fearful about sharing that message, and I get that. I totally understand that. But we live in a world that is lost and hopeless. And when you don't have Jesus in your life and you're watching this news, just imagine how people are feeling right now. John and I were on a plane flying back from Sydney, oh, I don't know, six months ago or so, and uh, we, we sat down on the plane, and um, this lady sat beside me, John, me, and this lady, and um, I looked over, I, looked, I thought, oh, I like that magazine. Anyway, I didn't say anything to her, she just stuck her head in a magazine, and then the food came around, and she wanted, um, she wanted a wipe for her hands. Anyway, I had my hand gel, and I offered it to her, and that started a conversation, didn't it? Anyway, all the way back from Sydney, she told me her story. So it was brewing. It was right here, ready to spill out. And I just happened to ask the right question. 
So I heard her story all the way home. Anyway, we, we sort of, the plane, the plane had landed and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, give her your number. Anyway, I don't like giving my number out. But I thought, anyway, I, was, I thought, oh, okay. So I gave her my number and she gave me hers. And it's incredible. This woman is actually, um, she, there's some famous court thing going on or some well-known court case going on that her family are a part of. It was just incredible. Anyway, uh, we've texted quite a number of times. Anyway, so she's just moving moving to Brisbane. And I called my brother because we're not going to be in Brisbane for a long time, so I didn't want her to attach herself. I, need, I needed someone that she could actually be connected with after we leave Brisbane. And uh, anyway, I rang my brother and I said, who have you got in this area? And he gave me a couple. And so I connected her with this couple and they've been for coffee with her. And I just think, how simple is that? Yeah. I just really believe we can carry the baton just by being ourselves. And when we fan the flame by, you know, keeping our minds set on Jesus, by praying, God, God brings people into our, into our paths and he makes us aware of them. Yeah. We need to be praying for this, for this nation. You know, I do have a fear for my grandchildren, what sort of a world they are going to grow up in. And really the church of the 21st century has a responsibility to carry the baton for the next generation. Centro Church, you have a responsibility for those people sitting in these seats in the years to come when we're long gone. We need to to pass the baton of the good news of Jesus Christ. There is too much bad news going on in this world and people don't know where to turn to. You could be just sitting next to that person who just, you know, they could be dressed in a suit and look like everything's all together. They might act as if everything's all together but just right on the surface they're just they're just about to who knows what we need to fan the flames we need to be looking for opportunities and let it happen naturally we don't have to be a great theologian you know I was always worried I don't know enough I don't know about you know I don't know how to whatever just be yourself the spirit of God speaks to us and we need to be aware of the nudge of the spirit of God in us you know, when, when things happen and he will make us, it's just, and you know what, when we, when we get to share the love of God, the power, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. When, that's, when God's love flows through us, it just happens naturally. Yeah. We have a love for the people. We have a love for the people in this city. We have a love for the people in our street, wherever. But God wants you to carry that baton of love to that person who is maybe in the workplace, whatever. And don't strive or struggle, but let it happen naturally. There is power when we're connected to the source. Matthew 5, 14 to 16 says, you're here to be light, bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, You don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven.
We need to be responding to the nudges of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the only way we can, we can know those nudges is if we have the Spirit of God burning yeah. like a fire inside of us. And it just happens. It's unbelievable. It can be scary, but it also can be such an exciting time. I mentioned the Boyle family. You know, I spoke to Doug on the phone last week. I'm Doug's field manager. They've given him to me because they think I'm the only one that can handle him. <laughs> but um, Doug and Anna are based in Australia at the moment. Now, Anna has a school that she runs in Kazakhstan. She runs it from Australia. But they've passed the baton on to the next generation. The AOG in Kazakhstan are now run by the people from Kazakhstan. Doug and Anna have passed the baton. And those people didn't know Jesus like 30 years ago. They were drug addicts, murderers, whatever. They were criminals. And now they're pastors of very good churches. He sent me a video of the church waving to me last Sunday. He, you know, his fire is burning for Jesus. He's in his late 60s now, but his fire is still burning. And, and as a result, Kazakhstan AOG has, been, um, has happened over there because of their obedience. We are conduits of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. We don't need to do anything. You know, as I prepared this message, I pray, God, I don't want this to be about what I know, what I, whatever. I just want, God, your message to get into the hearts of the people and how we live our lives, the Spirit living in us. It's not about me. You know, I start to get insecure or fearful or whatever when I start making things about me. It's not about me. It's about the Spirit living in me. Greater is He that is in you than is He that is in the world. He is greater than whatever is going on. He is greater in you than whatever has happened to you this week. I, I read this morning um, in Proverbs, which I thought was really good. Proverbs, um, let me have a look. So many of you know there's Proverbs 31. There's a, there's a chapter of Proverbs for every day of the month. So today's the 17th. So I just had a quick look at it. It said, In the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the tests and trials of life. Some of you here uh, have tests and trials and you're fearful about those things. I want us to stand this morning. You could be fearful about whatever diagnosis that you have been given, whatever is going on in your relationships, whatever is going on, whatever's going on in the world. It could be the stuff that's going on. You know, we could be fearful about our future. Whatever it is you're fearful of this morning, God, God is greater. There is a miracle that can take place in your life right now. He's a miracle working God. Thank you for listening to this podcast.